Welcome to Engineering Is Blank, a Granger College of Engineering Network podcast where we get to the root of STEM with our engineering students. I'm your host, Maddie Rice, and today, guys, I'm joined by a real celebrity here on <laughs> campus, Eliza Wright. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited you're here, <laughs> Eliza. So why don't you start by giving us just a little bit of a really basic intro, like your name, your major, and any like titles you hold here on campus. So as you mentioned, I'm Eliza Wright. I'm a senior studying nuclear plasma and radiological engineering. On campus, I'm the president of NSBE or the National Society of Black Engineers. I also sit as the Knights of St. Patrick director for engineering council. Yeah, <laughs> that's a like really nice rap sheet you got going there. Thank you. That's <laughs> Your resume probably like glows in the dark. It does. It's it truly does. Shimmering. <laughs> Great. So you're a senior. Mm-hmm. And how are you feeling about that whole complex? I'm pretty excited. Excited actually. to be done or excited for all the things that senior year has in store? Mostly, I would say both actually. Okay. Um, really excited just to kind of walk into second semester feeling like we own the campus okay. again, um, relaxed. We have our job offer officially. So just kind of excited to graduate and then start being a real adult. You're excited to be a real adult? I am. I'm so wow. excited. You're a little in the minority, I feel like. Most people I ask about that, they don't... I mean... They're not extremely enthusiastic about leaving. Yeah, I, I FaceTime my parents pretty often with mm -hmm. all questions. I've set my oven on fire before, but oh. other than that, I feel like we're, we're pretty prepared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very cool. So, Eliza, what is like a typical day in the life like for you? Because you mentioned a lot. Yeah. So is all of that something you do every day or is it it's, all spread out? Yeah, it's a good mix of everything. Um, obviously, classwork and Nesby hold the majority of my day. Um, I actually don't start classes until usually noonish every day. Nice. So I wake up at 7. I'm up in, in either the library or the Nesby office by okay. 8. Okay. Um, do you eat breakfast? No. Oh. <laughs> no? Are you like a coffee person? No. So you just get up and go? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Pure are, you, are you a morning shower? I am. Okay. Yes. Shower, brush the teeth, good. pick Home a nice, pick an outfit and get going. <laughs> but yeah, um, my morning just consists of homework because I'm an early person, not a late night person. Okay. So I got a lot of homework done, some administrative things done. Um, and then I head to all of my classes. This semester, I'm taking a couple materials classes as well as a systems engineering course. So they're a little different. They're pretty interesting, but I like them so far. Cool. Do you have a minor or no? Nope. Do you think grad school is something you would do in the future? Or are you ready to just like get rolling? Um, not grad school per se, but possibly business school or law school. Okay. Um, looking into an MBA or a JD or a joint degree with both of them. Wow. So gotta gotta start studying for the GMAT soon. Oh my gosh, that's really cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Eliza and I are talking like old friends because we are. <laughs> are we friends? Yes. OMG. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're friends because we work together outside of this podcast, obviously, um, on the MEP scoop, which you mentioned MEP. Do you mm -hmm. want to talk about MEP a little bit? Yeah. So MEP is the Moral Engineering Program. Uh, it's a program for undergraduates from underrepresented minority 
areas. Um, so that would be African-American or Black, Hispanic or Latino, and then Native Americans as well. MEP is a fantastic resource. We do a lot of awesome retreats. We just got back from Allerton this past weekend. Love Allerton. Um, just some great people who work there, people you can always go to, and in general, we're one big family. Aww, so, yes. That is so sweet. It is. It's a great community. So that's MEP, mm-hmm. and then the MEP scoop is of course yeah (laughs) i don't want to like oversell it but it's like maybe the best thing i think so yeah is that no i I definitely think so okay good um yeah well it's like a what would you say like a facebook like a web series yeah yeah probably like a two or three minute web series every week we Mm -hmm. give updates on what mep nesby and then ship which is the society of hispanic professional engineers Um, we give updates on what everyone is up to we usually do like a scoop on the street that's featuring some type of college resource like women in engineering or the iping office Mm -hmm. um and in general we have a lot of fun yeah iping we talked about the last episodes. If you're curious about iPing, check out Kevin Murphy's episode. Um, he got to do this cool internship. I don't know if you know him, but he was able to do an internship in Amsterdam for a summer. Oh, that's awesome. And I think it wasn't even through the college, but iPing like helped him out with it. Oh, wow. Anyway, and it yeah. was, yeah, it worked out really, really well. Um, but speaking of internships, have you been able to do any sort of like work paid or otherwise (laughs) (laughs) yeah so after my freshman year i actually stayed on campus i did research in the radiation surface science and engineering lab okay doing a plasma material interactions fascinating what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) because i don't know (laughs) yeah so plasma is like an ionized gas it's something that's up and coming in the energy industry lately um so oh yes okay it's like instagram but for nerds okay um so so yeah i was looking at different material interactions between the plasma it's very hot and it's radioactive um so dragon song just like that and it's green not really but but, oh, you know, okay. green. I get it. I'm waste. picturing like the Simpsons. Yes, song. exactly. It's the Simpsons. Great. And it's not, but oh, you're getting it. I'm getting it, but I'm wrong. Yes. Okay. You're so close. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, plasma is something that's definitely up and coming in the industry. And my research looked at how it interacts with different materials, what materials are able to withstand it. Mm-hmm. And then also the different types of particles that can form on the material after it's been interacting with the plasma for too long. So that was research related, very, very different um, than my next internship, which was at Exelon Generation. So I was, um, they're very, they're the largest nuclear fleet in the country. I was in their nuclear fuels group doing engineering safety analysis work. So looking at different dose simulations, where we can save money in the power plants, uh, different types of evacuation plans, you know, depending on which way the wind blows, what areas need to go that type of thing. It was very different. I actually worked in their corporate office as opposed to like a power plant, but I did get to tour okay. some of those. Okay. Um, and then my last internship was very, very different. I was at Bain & Company in Chicago. Okay. Uh, Bain & Company is a management consulting firm. So I was just doing some consulting work, whether that was Excel models, cold calls, all of the like. It was, it was business, non-technical, mm-hmm. very different, but a lot of fun. So, are you, where are you from? Naperville, Okay, so you're from the Chicago area. Of course. So, how would you compare being on campus for probably three years, 
for your shears at that yeah, point, yeah. too. Going back for a whole summer, um, especially since you spent a whole summer here in Champaign. Yeah. Um, it's just very different. It's a weird feeling being surrounded by everyone who's going through what you're going through, and we're all the same age, and we all have that immediate community. Mm-hmm. And going back home, obviously, it's nice. I get to see my old friends and my parents and my pets and everything. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's not that same sense of, like, camaraderie is like mm. go Illini. Were you the youngest or among the youngest people you worked with? Um yeah. In the city? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um when I was in the city in Chicago at Bain and Company, everyone is fairly young there, but um okay. obviously the intern classes is young as well. So it was it was a little more of that like youngish vibe and like hipster and you know soul cycle classes and grain bowls and all of that good stuff um so so it was different it was cool would you say that is the vibe of working in a city i think so i think it's a lot more modern people are a lot more in touch with what with what they're interested in and you also have a Mm. uh just a really wide reach on different things that you might like so you're able to go to you know five different museums and you're able to go try all these new restaurants so that's what i really liked about the city it was my first time living in the city um yeah there's there's just a lot of options for everyone do you think you would want to work in chicago long term like in the future Oof. i mean where's like the dream destination you know i don't know definitely like somewhere near a city probably okay. not the midwest it's flat and it's corn like it's it is really flat. It My is. parents are from the East Coast. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. So I would consider going, you know, more towards Washington, D.C. or Boston. I can see you in a Boston moment. Oh, definitely. I, I also think, you know, Seattle is cool and up and coming. I'm definitely more of like an East Coast than a West Coast person, though. So mm. you probably head over there eventually. Were you born in Illinois? I was born in Boston. Oh, no way. I lived there for two weeks before I was medically cleared to fly. Um, Oh, so they got you out of there. (laughs) Yeah, so it was just like this weird thing where my parents were in Chicago, and then my dad got a job in Boston, Uh and then, you know, that's where I was born. But then my dad took another job back in Chicago, so they just (laughs) were like switching back and forth, Uh and I just kind of tagged along. Are you the oldest or the I am. only? I'm the oldest. Child yes. Do you have siblings? Yes. What are your what's your sibling situation? So I have a younger brother. His uh-huh. name is Chandler. Um, he's that. a sophomore at Northwestern. He studies neuroscience there. Cool. Yes. Cool. So it's just you two? Yep. What's it like having a sibling that's also in college? That's um, younger than you especially. Is it weird? It was, it was a little weird at first just because, you know, he's like my little brother. In college, you get exposed to a lot of big adult things. So mm-hmm. we were a little concerned about him at first. Um, but obviously, he's very, very intelligent. He's capable. And we're both like two hours away from my parents. So yeah. nothing bad can happen. <laughs> yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. It's a tough fate, but again, what could possibly go wrong? Exactly. Okay, so we covered a lot already. Uh, MEP, Nesby. Mm-hmm. What is the Knights of St. Patrick? Yeah. Yeah. So the Knights of St. Patrick is one of the most prestigious awards that the Granger College of Engineering gives out every year. Flexing in um, progress. I know. It's it's okay. We're calm about it. Um, Flexing warning. <laughs> <laughs> Flexing disclaimer. 
think we're gonna use those. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's bestowed upon eight to 15 juniors or seniors every year who display leadership, excellence in character, and exceptional contribution to the Granger College of Engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, we're all just, you know, officially like knighted, like with a sword across. No way. It's, it's legitimate. Um, I'll have to show you pictures. We like dress up. It's like a ball gown. It's a prom situation. It's Whoa. really cute. Um, yeah, and then, <laughs> then we just go around and do pranks and decorate everything in green. Oh, sick. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it was a really great honor. I was knighted last year, and this year I got to help in the process um, of okay. nominations, applications, um, and then eventually planning their big knighting ball. How many... Uh, engineers are knighted every year usually 8 to 15 my year was 9 okay wow so it is pretty slim because I don't I would throw out a number but I don't know it of how many yeah. people are in it's so 10,000 10, I think 000. we just went over 10,000 okay. yeah yeah no the process is insane um, engineering council societies deans and departments are each given two nominations and then, so they get to pick someone to nominate? Yes. Okay. Um, and then after that, they can, you know, submit whoever. They're just different open pool, closed pool type okay. business. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so you have to be nominated by someone. Um, and then you get the application. The application is very, very long. Um, like five essays, a few documents, letters of recommendation, all that good stuff. Um, and then you may be invited to interview by the selection committee, and that's a panel interview. So it's a pretty long process. Who's on the panel? Pretty intense. Um, the panel is undisclosed. Oh. Um, until it's the an actual leprechaun. It is. It's true. <laughs> You'll never find them. <laughs> but the panel typically consists of previous knights who've now graduated, usually an honorary knight or two, which is a faculty who has an engineering background. Okay. Um, and then usually someone who's won the KCAPS Golden Shamrock Award, mm. um, which is faculty or staff without an engineering background. Okay. Wow. Guys, I just want you to know, Eliza didn't know any of these questions before we started, like, at all. <laughs> And she doesn't have anything in front of her. Okay. So I'm just, I'm used to these talking scripted about responses myself. that sound like they're literally from like the website description of these things. It's just her spitballing. <laughs> so you really can do it all. And I don't mean to flatter you and increase wow. the flexing. It's, it's but true. I, I work in TV and I work with anchors and people that have to talk on camera like all day, every day. And you're really like up there with some of the best of them. Wow. And yeah, I'm from switching the, again, careers. MEP Scoop. Eliza's sure. like our like our one of our hosts. Um Gotta and she's really good at it, guys. So shameless plug, check out the MEP Scoop on Facebook. Definitely. It's a really, really great time. Okay, so you were born in Boston mm-hmm. and it really shaped you in your whole thirteen or so days that you spent there. Yes. Um so when do you think you decided to come into this field, this like STEM world? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think when I was younger, you were just, you know, like everyone starts off, you're just one of those smart kids, good at math and science. Engineers make a lot of money, you know, that type of talk from adults. Yeah, not related. Um, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, no, but, 
But yeah, so I think that's how I kind of started looking off into engineering. Mm -hmm. um, and I chose engineering as opposed to like a, a different type of science or mathematics just because engineering is more applied. Like you make a difference with the knowledge you have. Um, so I really was attracted to that portion of it. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like picking my major, that was just kind of a decision. <laughs> like that a trial terrible. and error thing? Or you just kind of picked one and it ended up sticking? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I applied as nuclear plasma and radiological, ended up sticking with it. It's mm -hmm. really interesting. And even though after I graduate, I'm not going into that field. Um, I definitely learned a lot. Just in general, the engineering curriculum here really focuses on problem solving and critical thinking. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite aspects, and it's something that I literally bring to every part of my life. Wow. Yeah, wow, that sounds like a really high acclaim. And I also, I think you said something that's really important for if anyone that's listening is our age or younger even, or older even, whatever, if you're a person listening to this, I guess. <laughs> You don't have to be pigeonholed into this like set list of careers that stem directly from your major right mm -hmm. out of college. You know, I think people change and add and, and tweak what they are interested yeah, in like their whole life. Definitely. I mean, not to bring her up again like I do, but look at Kim Kardashian. She's like going to law school right now. Yeah, and she's thirty nine. She made it work. She's making it work. And there's a lot of variables that go into her being able to make it work. But it just like shows like anyone can pick up anything, yeah. As long as they have like the drive and desire to do so, yeah. Like it's pretty limitless, I think. It is. It's really interesting. Like, I mean, the main facet of engineering, yeah, there's the technical stuff, but mm -hmm. that that gets outdated, right? They're gonna have newer, younger engineers. The part that really yeah. stays with you is how do you approach problems and how are you, um, how are you persistent through all the different challenges that'll come up. And it's also working in teams and groups a lot as well. Yeah. And I mean, any of that stuff you can bring anywhere. So engineers are CEOs, they're teachers, they're astronauts, they're business people. Um, and it usually doesn't go the other way around most of the time. Mm -hmm. So you can truly apply the skills that you learn here to anything you want. Um, but in the meantime, it's really, really interesting. Yeah, and I think that's true is that there are just some things that just won't change mm -hmm. in, in terms of whatever you do, but especially anything STEM-related. I think group work and leadership are, like, kind of cornerstones, mm -hmm. which, mm, I don't know how those play with each other. I don't know if your experience with, like, leading, but also, like, being collaborative. Yeah. Sometimes those are the same thing. Yeah, it's definitely... It's taken a little while to adjust to. We Obviously, we have a lot of group projects, and the dynamic is always new and different there. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of working out who's going to do what, who's kind of the, the leader, the takeaway person. Um, and then obviously, within my own organizations, I've had general member positions. I've been just on the regular executive board. And now, obviously, I'm like a leader in one of my organizations. So yeah. it kind of just develops with you. But as long as you keep in that collaborative piece and you're willing to work with and talk to others, everything works out. Yeah, I think it's I think it's episode two. Um, Molly Granton's episode, she's a freshman. Mm -hmm. um, she was saying that she was talking about group work with, mm -hmm. with STEM and how she's a woman, obviously, and mm -hmm. is expected some of the time. So she expressed that she would be the one more in charge of, like, artwork or, mm -hmm. like, for the app or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, um, or like the social media marketing kind mm-hmm. of aspects rather than like, I don't know, something that's maybe a little more like math or science. Yeah. Have you, have you experienced that? Um, I or, personally, or did you earlier on? Yeah. So earlier on, definitely, um, as like a black woman, there are not a lot of us in engineering. Right. I'm actually the only undergraduate in my major um, who's black in general. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's, at first it took a long time to get used to the, the diversity and the dynamic is very different in college. Um, but as I got older and I started leaning more on my support network through, you know, Nesby or MEP, it does get a lot easier. And then I also grew confidence in my own skills. I know I'm a good leader. I know, you know, my grades are up there. I know that I know the material. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just as able and just as capable to lead and make decisions and do those in-depth math and science calculations as anyone else. Um, and it's kind of just your own confidence and, and the attitude you take is, you know, you're going to make that known and no one's going to push you around. Yeah. Wow. Snaps for that. <laughs> Snaps for that, everyone. Yeah, no, you're like one of the most capable is not a big enough word. I don't know. <laughs> not even overachiever because it's just like achieving. It's just like you, you, you're doing what you like yeah. put your mind to. Yeah. What a great like poster child for this college. We use Eliza a lot. So lucky to have that we really are <laughs> flexing again in progress. <laughs> oh man, I would say I want to ask next. Hmm. Okay, so it's your senior year, yeah, and we're coming up on a little over the halfway point mm-hmm. from this first semester here at this point of recording. So there's a little bit of time left, but what would you say so far is like your proudest achievement this semester, just since being here at Um, college? I know there's a little bit of college left, but yeah. So I have two. Okay. Um, One is being elected president of Nesby, and the other is getting knighted. Um, I'm like very much a goal oriented person. Mm -hmm. Freshman year, I spent first semester looking around, feeling it out. Um, And then I gave myself three goals that I wanted to accomplish before the end of college. One was Nesby president, one was Knights, and then the third um, is the senior 100 honorary list um, that'll come out spring sometime. Um, So two out of the three down, it's definitely something I'm really, really proud of, especially Knights. Um, I was knighted as a junior, which is not like rare or anything, Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely, yeah. Um, so that, that meant a lot to me that early on, and it's just kind of showing that all the work I put in school-wise, diversity-wise within my organizations, like it matters and people are seeing it. And, you know, now like I have the ability to, to kind of move up and I sit on the college level diversity committee. Mm-hmm. I'm like the only undergraduate representative and we're making awesome changes on there. And like I directly get to see that every day reflected. That is so important to just sort of like to be able to see the fruit of your labor mm-hmm. so directly. Uh, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Because there are lots of things where you don't get to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, or I, I mean, you probably do, but it just it takes so much time. Yeah, and, it does. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm sure it takes a ton of time and a ton of effort. But that's really, really great that you're able to like, yeah, being goal oriented, mm-hmm. just like having a goal, putting your mind to it, and being able to achieve it. 
is really, really important. And you mentioned that um, that was kind of your approach to college, mm-hmm. sounds like you were saying, where yeah. like your first semester you were just kind of, first semester of freshman year, yeah. you were kind of just like feeling it out. That sounded, obviously, if you've listened to any of this podcast, it sounds like it really worked out for you. <laughs> it sounded like it worked out just fine. So would you recommend that to freshmen? Definitely. Feeling it out that first semester? Yeah, I feel like everyone goes through a little identity crisis their first <laughs> semester of college. Yeah, um, getting, or later. Yeah, true. All the time, really. All the time, really. Um, but coming on campus, being away from your family, kind of being in an environment um, where you know you're not the smartest person anymore is different yeah. for a lot of the students Especially here. With a big school like this. Yes. So just getting adjusted to all of that and realizing that college isn't going to be perfect when you first start out, mm-hmm. I think, is a big lesson that everyone has to learn here. And the sooner you do it, and the sooner you find your communities and set your goals. Um, the whole experience is a lot easier. Yeah, that would I, I would say I kind of did the same thing, except take the semester and change it out for like year and a half. You're it's, still it here. Takes time. <laughs> it takes time to yeah. figure out what you want to do. Yeah, it really does. You sound like you looked out. You really lucked out with the whole um, sticking with a major you applied to and getting into, and, and you mm-hmm. wrote it out, and you sound like you liked it. And that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to, like, have a full-on career in it. Yeah, But it it sounds like it worked out for you. You definitely, like, found success in it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as I was saying earlier with my internships, I went from research to industry and now to consulting. Like, I've been the full spectrum, and my major has stayed the same. My involvements have, for the most part, stayed the same. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really just what you want to apply yourself to and how you want to sell yourself with those same roots engineering principles in mind yeah. just being you know problem solving and not necessarily change but definitely growth mm-hmm. you know I don't mm-hmm. think I'm a different person than I was when I first applied here but I've yeah. grown yes, into a lot yeah that's kind of how I explain it because yeah. I have a whole laundry list I could give you of like jobs that I had mm-hmm. before I found this that do not correlate at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know it like works out it finds a way to work mm-hmm. out as long as you keep like being present mm-hmm. so moving on I'm starting to wrap up a little bit mm-hmm. do you think you have like a stem inspiration like someone in the stem community living or dead fictional or real um, I think someone said Bill Nye one time he's a hero <laughs> he's yeah not a hero's wear capes yeah I feel like this is kind of cheesy but the Hidden Figures movie I think mm. came out I don't even know when. Maybe my freshman year? Yeah, in the last five years for sure. Yeah, um, not too long ago. And that for me was just really like... That's the movie about like the black... Like oh yeah yeah so um NASA. yeah it focuses on three black women one's a computer science one's a mathematician and one's an engineer mm-hmm. um at nasa and they're kind of helping uh with this launch at a time when nasa is kind of you know desegregating um like the 70s probably so 60s 60s, 60s i think okay. i would say um somewhere around the 60s and it just really it goes through all the work that like these black women had to do to prove that they were good enough and that they were smart enough and capable to do the more technical work. Um, and it's something that a lot of times like we can take for granted now is like, like minorities and women weren't always able 
to be here mm-hmm. making big changes. So I think it's something that's pretty easy to take for granted now, even mm-hmm. though, I mean, you know, we're getting better on our diversity. It's not there yet, but it used to be so much harder back then. And people have really had to to fight for the ability and the respect to be able to do what they do. So it's definitely, it's definitely a great movie. Check it out. Awesome. So that's Hidden Figures. Mm-hmm. It's probably, I mean, it's going to be somewhere on yeah. like Prime or something. Of course. Feels like a Prime vibe. Definitely. An Amazon Prime vibe. Superior. Okay. And then our last question is, this podcast called Engineering is blank. Mm-hmm. If you could fill that blank with one word or a short phrase, what do you think it would be? I think I would say engineering is a puzzle. Oh, Yes. I see. And I think I'm going to use puzzle because you need to bring in so many different types of elements personally and technically in order to create a design or to improve something. A lot of you goes into the engineering process. It's critical thinking, problem solving, your own background, your diversity. But then it's also the material science and it's the chemistry and it's the mechanics of everything. It has to all fit in. It has to all work together as a group. We all work together. Um, and at the end of the day, we we put something beautiful together. Wow. A puzzle, a masterpiece, some type of design. It's, it's just a really interesting field. And the fact that it's so interdisciplinary, you can really do anything you want. That's a really, really good one. Wow, good Thank job. You. Good <laughs> wow, okay, well that is our time, but guys, thanks so much for listening to Engineering is Blank. You can catch us every Friday, and while you're at it, check out the other podcast on our network. It's called Illinois Innovators, hosted by Mike Kuhn. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at U of I Granger, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye.